Welcome to Find the Magic, the podcast that will help you honor yourself, your kids, and your partner. We'll give you tips and strategies to create peace and authenticity within your family. We inhale a ridiculous amount of books and life tools and distill the information for you. I'm Terilyn Griffin. I'm Caitlin Gabriel. And I'm Felicia Allen. Let's find the magic together. everybody this is Tara Lynn today and I'm doing a magic moment about books so in the book Stolen Focus by Johan Harari we learned and we have an episode about that we learned how in our current society we have so many things that pull our attention I mean literally there are entire business models slash part of our economy that is based on our attention Our attention is what companies are buying and what they're going after. And so because of that, we have just so many things pulling on our our attention and it has taken a toll on our attention spans, which is a fascinating topic on its own. I would, if you want to know more, you can listen to our episode on that, which I will link. But one of the casualties that comes from this shortening of attention span is books. And Johan talks about that in his his book and it's really interesting because I've noticed as an adult I go through waves and I always I mean books are my love I have loved reading for as long as I can remember and I do find though the more I am scattered and pulled in different directions and I have chaotic thinking slash screen time slash you know just trying to multitask a bunch of things in life reading is something that can easily fall by the wayside there's something really quiet about reading especially if you're reading an actual book and not just listening that for a lot of us it becomes really difficult to make time for that and I cannot tell you how many people I talk to I mean I don't want to exaggerate here but probably twice a week I'm talking to somebody about a book and they're like oh man I used to love to read but I just don't do it anymore and so this magic moment is literally just dedicated to books in defense of books reading books whether you're reading on a kindle or an actual book, I would like to make a case for why we like to read and the benefits of it. So, uh, first of all, I want to also give a disclaimer. I am a huge fan of audiobooks. I see no problem with audiobooks, and I, I think if you're listening to audiobooks, it's amazing. It's like having these brilliant people in your brain while you clean your house or drive to work or whatever it is. So, that's just, I just want to point that out, that this is in no way shaming audiobooks because, I mean, literally the reason how I inhale so many books is through audiobooks. And those are my two times I love to listen while I'm getting ready for bed, brushing my teeth, driving in the car, and cleaning my house. Those are kind of my times where I listen to audiobooks. And I can listen to an audiobook way faster than the books I'm actually reading. So, for example, I'll read six audiobooks in the time it takes me to read one actual book. So I'm going to give you a few practices that I do that I feel like has allowed me to keep my habit of reading even through having children and being an adult with responsibilities. So my first, oh, and but before I do that, I just want to give one more kind of selling point for books. You might think, but there are so many other things in life. Why do we actually want to sit down and read books? And there are several reasons. One, your brain. It is so good for your brain to sit down and have that 
there's not the stimulation of music or screens. It takes a certain kind of focus. There's some real beauty that comes from reading books. Second of all, we model it for our children. There are so many amazing studies done with children who actually read books. It helps their attention span. It helps their confidence. It actually helps even with their empathy. Children who learn to love books, their empathy is increased. That I learned forever ago. I was a spokesperson actually for for reading books <laughs> to your children when I was in college. And one of the cool just pieces of information I came across was uh, that your empathy actually goes up when you read books. So there are some really huge benefits to reading books. Also, as adults, sometimes we get stagnant in our growth. We just, you know, we finish college or high school or whatever, and then we're just kind of done learning. And our brains are use it or lose it organs. So the other thing about reading is it helps us learn. And there's so many amazing things to learn in this world. Books are a great way to do it. Also, not only learning, but just beautiful stories. Stories change us. I cannot tell you how many characters in books have made me better. So I'm going to share with you a few different books that have really changed my life, that have been good influences on my life here in just a little bit. But first, I want to give you a few tips on how to actually keep the habit of reading into your adulthood. And if you never even got it as kids, that's fine too. You might be thinking, I didn't like to read when I was a kid. Why would I like to read as an adult? And that's fine. This still applies to you. So my first trick, again, low-hanging fruit, audiobooks. There are so many free audiobooks, um, audiobook like software out there. I don't know all of them, but the lowest hanging fruit for me is just through my local library. Literally, you get a library card. It's free. Then you sign up for their, um, like you just download their app. For me, it's called Libby. And I literally, guys, I get on hold for books that I want. I even use my kids' cards to get more holds because five isn't enough. And then I listen to books and I find times that I can listen that aren't taken away from my connection time with my kids, obviously. But again, I have already said the times that I like to listen to those, but it's a game changer when I'm just listening to these inspiring books all the time. I mean, I feel like these people have changed me. Eckhart Tolle, Hal Elrod, Maya Angelou. I mean, I could just go on and on about all these amazing authors who I have had in my ear. I can hear their voices, Brene Brown, and I can hear them sometimes. They help me when I'm in a difficult situation. I can literally hear Byron Katie sometimes be like, whose business is that? Your business? Another person's business or God's business? Like I can like hear her or I can hear her say, is that true? And so having people in your ear, it's really beautiful. It's like having these wonderful mentor friends. So that's the lowest hanging fruit, free audiobooks. Amazing. Okay. Uh, the second other ways of getting it that you have to pay are Audible. We actually have on all of our episodes, you can click a link to get a discount on Audible. It's a fabulous way. You can get books for a really, I think that's a very affordable price. And I listen to Audible books all the time. And then also, I also do Apple books sometimes because sometimes I can't get the books I want on Audible. So every once in a while, I'll buy one on Apple books too just through my phone. And that's helpful also. So that's like low hanging fruit. You just want to read a little bit. It's fabulous. Do some audiobooks. You can get them for free. It's amazing. Or you can pay a pretty affordable price. There's also a lot of other book options out there that I don't know about, but I've just heard people talking about them. And there's a lot of cool free options as well. More free options. The second way, the second kind of reading that I would like to really give a sales pitch for is reading actual books. 
So reading actual books is so beneficial and there's something about having what you see with your eyes match what's going into your brain. It just goes in in a different way. And sometimes, especially with poetry, I can actually see the way it's shaped. It just changes the way I internalize it, right? It's so beautiful. So I'm going to share with you a few different books that I'm reading right now and how I actually do it. So my practice is I only read really one time a day and it's only for 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes every day, sometimes five if I'm rushed. But it's amazing, guys. You might think, that's not very much time, Terilyn. And yeah, it takes me a little bit to go through books. But I've also read dozens and dozens of books. I mean, I probably read, I don't know, I might be read 12 a year. I read way more books. I probably read like closer to 40 books, if you count my listening to books. But I probably read 12 actual books a year. And it's just from that 5 to 15 minutes every morning. And for me, how that looks, so in, um, I will link our morning routine episodes, which I cannot speak highly enough. Morning routines are the best. If you haven't heard us talk about them, literally, they're like our platform. Uh, But part of my miracle morning is my miracle morning routine is reading. And for a lot of people that looks like they do all their things, you know, silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading and writing. And they just, you know, read just a little bit. For me, how that looks is every morning I take a bath and as like instead of showering I bathe so if you're grossed out by that then this probably isn't going to work for you but I just keep my book my two books that I'm reading I usually have like a self-help book and well what am I saying I have three I have but by my tub I only have two I have my self-help book and and then an actual book book and I literally just read I'm usually reading the book book when I'm in the tub and I just pick it up while I'm in the tub I wash my hair and stuff, and then I just read for 5 to 15 minutes every single day, and it's unbelievable. Then in my Miracle Morning bucket, that's where I actually keep, I have some spiritual texts that I read and also poetry, because I like to read poetry before I write. I'll just like read a poem, let it kind of sink in, get me in the mood, and then I'll do some writing. So those are two ways that I keep it part of my daily practice, is by just doing that every single day day. So you might think, okay, well, I don't like to take baths. So how's that look for me? And I would say just by simply changing your view on what it looks like to read can just be five minutes. And the key to doing it is putting your book somewhere where it's accessible. So some people keep it by their bed. They like to read before bed, which is an amazing way to settle down into sleep. Some people put it in their miracle morning buckets and just read right there in the morning. Some people I know, uh, one of my friends, she sends her kids off to school and that's her practice. She comes back and she just like reads for 10 minutes after they, after she comes back, after her kids go to school. So there's lots of options, but the key is just having your book available where you need to read it and then setting a habit for it, which I know sounds simple, but it really is as simple as that. My tip for getting kids to read is I have them keep their book that they're reading up by their beds. And then I have them, I'll link this, but I have them no blue light little reading lamps. And then I tell them they can read until they're tired. And reading with, especially when you're using a no blue light light, allows them to actually synthesize, like they can actually let their normal sleepy rhythms come into them because you don't, you're not disrupting melatonin production, which is awesome. And that way they actually get lots of books read. And it's really, really cool to see how many books they can read just with that practice. So that's my tip for getting your kids to read. 
So uh, next I'm going to share with you just a few books that have changed me lately. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey everyone, we have a surprise for you. You know we are huge proponents of Gab devices, both their phones and their watches. We wholeheartedly endorse safe screen time for our kids and we truly believe that is a problem that we can solve as parents through being diligent about protecting our kids when they are on screens and Gab makes this so easy. Uh, It allows us to give our kids the freedom of having phone or communications with their friends without any of the worry. And right now with code FINDTHEMAGIC, you can receive $25 off any new device. So head on over to gab.com forward slash findthemagic. That's G-A-B-B dot com forward slash findthemagic to get $25 off any new device with Gab. Okay, next, I just want to tell you a few things that I'm reading right now. You guys know, already know my all-time favorite books because I've talked about them so much. So right now, I'm just talking about books that I love right now. So the one I'm reading that's by my tub is called Women Who Run With the Wolves, Myths and Stories of the Wild Woman Archetype by Clarissa Pinkola Estes, PhD. She is amazing. This is a deep, it's a pretty deep book. Um, Maya Angelou said about it, I am, car- I am grateful to Women Who Run With the Wolves, and to Dr. Clarissa Pinkola Estes, the work shows the reader how glorious it is to be daring, to be caring, to be women. Everyone who can read should read this book, which, I mean, Maya Angelou is one of my favorite authors, so that's a huge compliment. But I love it. It is literally the retelling of long-standing stories throughout history about women, and I have, can't tell you how many times I've cried reading this book. It is so powerful. I have found myself connecting and relating and learning about myself as I read them. There's one in particular called The Red Shoes that in it I learned the difference between handmade, theoretically speaking, handmade accomplishments versus false accomplishments and what that means to really, really pursue something that is you've made it yourself, right? Instead of the false things that the world offers us like... um, you know, I can't even think of an example of that, but like false accomplishments, like uh, materialism and things like that. But to truly find out what is it on the inside that's a true authentic creation on the inside is so powerful. And I mean, literally, like I've cried so many times. There's one poem in it about the red shoes. It says, I stand in the ring in the dead city and tie on red shoes They are not mine, they are my mother's, and her mother's before her, 
handed down like an heirloom, but hidden like shameful letters. The house and the street where they belong are hidden, and all the women too are hidden. And she goes on to like expound what it means to kind of analyze what is it that we've been handed, and some of the things we keep because they serve us, and other things we realize, oh, this isn't serving us anymore, right? And it's a really powerful, really powerful exploration of the psyche that has... I mean, I cannot tell you almost every story. I'm like filling it, right? And it's brilliant. She's just brilliant. Uh, the other book I'm reading right now, this one is actually the first self-help book I have ever read. I fell in love with it as a teenager. My mom had it. And it's called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. And it was literally the first self-help book I ever read forever ago. But I'm rereading it right now. This is one of the ones I keep in my Miracle Morning Bucket. And here's just a, an excerpt from her. It's about success. What does failure mean anyway? Does it mean that something did not turn out the way you wanted it to or the way you were hoping? The law of experience is always perfect. We outpicture our inner thoughts and beliefs perfectly. You must have left a step out. You must have left out a step or had an inner belief that told you you did not deserve or you felt unworthy. And then she come and then she really turned the concept of failure on its head in the entire chapter. What does failure actually mean? How can we reframe it? And how do we create what we want in our life? I mean, it is beautiful. She has these exercises in it. She has this one called the mirror exercise where you actually have to look in the mirror and face yourself and answer some questions that bring up a lot of emotion and it is so powerful. So, and she also has in the back of her book, a list of like physical ailments with underlying emotional possible connections you can work on that's so good I've referred to that for honestly over a decade now it's amazing and then the poetry book I have right now before I write every day is The Gift by Hafiz and it's his poetry book and I'm just going to read you uh, the one that's really calling to me right now it's called When You Can Endure when the words stop and you can endure the silence that reveals your heart's pain of emptiness or that great wrenching sweet longing, that is the time to try and listen to what the beloved's eyes most want to say. So again, that's when the words stop and you can endure the silence that reveals your heart's pain of emptiness or that great wrenching sweet longing, that is the time to try and listen to what the beloved's eyes most want to say. So I love this poem right now because it's I feel when I read it, it's about leaning into your own heart's pain. And I've told you guys before, one of my mantras lately, because I've been going through something kind of hard, is when I feel that pain come up, I just tell myself, stay open, let it hurt. <laughs> stay open, let it hurt. And it's kind of hard. But the beautiful thing is, there's something truly powerful when we can actually stop and endure that silence so we don't fill it with all the things like screens and music and even audiobooks. Sometimes we need that silence to actually feel that great wrenching sweet longing. And that's when we can truly listen to that powerful deeper voice, to God's voice, to that part that's inside of us that we have to be silent to listen for. So I feel like Hafiz's words, his poetry, has also been so powerful for me and it helps me with my own writing. So those are just a few examples of books that I'm reading right now and I'll link all of them, but I just feel like even in a time of busyness and lots of things going on, reading gives me so, so much. 
and I just feel like it adds so much for my brain, it adds so much for my heart, and I hope today you learned a few things, ways that you can possibly, you try this or not, is just if you have any desire to do some reading, those are some ways to kind of incorporate it into your life. First, audiobooks. Second, have a habit where you actually keep the book where you want to read it and then you just pick it up and you don't put some kind of restraint on yourself that it has to be a half an hour. Read it for five minutes. It's amazing when you read for five minutes how often you just read for five more. And then 10 minutes a day adds up to an hour a week, which adds up to hours and hours and hours over a year. And you read books and it's amazing and it's great for your brain and for everybody and for your children and for everybody in your family because they benefit when your mind is better and you're also modeling it. So try that or not or no pressure. So let's all find the magic in books. Brown cows. <laughs>